very good morning to you, Christina. Can you tell us a little bit about you, about, you know, where we are right now, what's happening with you? So we're here in Kita. We've been closed. Um, a little bit about me. Things have shifted a little bit in the past year, I would say, just because of what um, we've had to adapt to or adapt towards with uh, the now one-year anniversary of COVID. So um, as a person, I think I've, I've evolved quite a lot, quite differently to what I had planned for 2021 for my business. Mm. Um, but I'm definitely putting more energy and more focus on my wellness aspect of my business because I turned 45 last week. My mouth literally just dropped open because one, you look stunning. Thank you. And you haven't got a smidgen of makeup on your face from what I can see. Not at all. Oh my God. I don't even think I put moisturizer. This morning, I forgot. I put tiner on. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing to your skin, but that's all that. That's all that. Your skin routine. Wellness. Thank you. <laughs> Turning 45. It's a big. It's a big year for me. Bigger than. I don't know. Right now, I feel like it's bigger than 40 and 50 because it's the past few years. I've had. I've been fortunate enough to have friends that are, are photographers, mm -hmm. and I. I have been asking them to capture me on my birthday or lead, mm -hmm. a week leading up to my birthday. I think I started this when I turned 38, so every year I've had a portrait done of me. And um, this year was uh, captured by a great photographer, and I said that um, this is, you know, I felt honored she was taking it because this is midlife, like true midlife. If I was to be lucky enough to live to 90, which is a good age, which is like the age I'd like to live to. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to live to 100. Like, I'm good at 90. Um, I think 90 is already long. I think I'm with you. I think but, you. but it's literally 45 is halfway point. Mm -hmm. So I always saw 45 as my halfway point because I always have in my head that I'll live to 90. So it was a very big deal this birthday um, and being closer to 50 and being further to 30 which still seems so close mm. so the reason so why close physically just so I mean I don't even know where the time goes it really it, a lot it's such a cliche for older people to go oh I don't know where the time goes but it's true I don't know where the time goes it's like a toilet paper roll you put it in and then all of a sudden you've got to refill it it's like wow how did that go so quick I'm really be healthy and using the toilet a lot um, or wasting a lot of toilet paper um, but the reason why I go to turning 45 is because with my business and my work I'm focusing a lot this year on hormonal health um, for women and I'll dabble into some studies for men because of the fact that I am turning 45 and that I will be entering perimenopause mm. and then I'll be entering the glorious uh, menopause in, in 10 to 15 years. So I really want to focus now on everything that I've studied and worked on, whether it's yoga, whether it's essential oils, um, my nutrition knowledge, and put that together and create an offering for women's hormonal health and not necessarily towards my age bracket, but also those that are basically from the time we start menstruating, 20, 20 to 25 is the net that I want to cast. 
So, because mm. um, I don't think, I certainly wasn't educated much about hormonal health when I was 20, 25. I certainly didn't know the details of my period cycle, um, the different aspects of it. Mm. In my 30s, I definitely didn't know that because I didn't even notice how I should be caring for myself in different phases of my cycle. As I've aged, I've learned that there are different ways that one should care for themselves in different phases of not just their menstrual cycle, but also the different seasons. So like when it's raining, we can use that to care for ourselves differently. When it's winter, we can use that season to care for us differently. So I'm really uh, trying to encompass that this year to direct and traject my business that way. For those who aren't aware of what your business is, can you uh, give a bit of an overview? Sure, so I have a, a company now that's, um, I just got notified on LinkedIn, I didn't even realize, six years old, um, the Vibe Tribe. So Amazing. that's really cool. That's really cool that to- That is really cool. Yeah, so now confidently uh, and feel that I can say I'm an entrepreneur because I've managed to pay the rent for six years and travel. So it's a big, still a big thing. It's still kind of weird. Um, so my business is six years young and I started my business in New Zealand. And to be honest, I was 38 and after working for 20 years um, and had just left quite a high level corporate um, role in Singapore, I was absolutely lost and did not have a clue what I wanted to do, which is interesting because we, I think a lot of us are like, I wish I could not have to work so hard so I could do what I really wanted to do. And for me, what I wanted to do with what my values were, were very uh, separate from each other because I wasn't sure yet at that point exactly what were my values. I, I thought I had what my values were and I well, knew what I wanted to do, but then when I tried to put them together, they didn't kind of sink. So I had to kind of think of that before I launched the Vibe Tribe and it took me two or three months work what, using what, what, the foundation of Ikigai, uh, the Japanese kind of philosophy of you know, what, what are your values, what is, what do you see your purpose, how do you want to be of service, how do you want, there were different ways of, that I was looking at my life which, was, which led me to uh, holistic coaching because I was looking at how I spend my days, you know, what, what are the different things, how are my relationships and this then led me to to the, the self-work, which evolved into the Vibe Tribe, which became just a grassworks community gathering. I wanted to uh, merge my values with what I wanted to do after doing the three or four months of deep dive self-work and create uh, a community where we could get together, that uh, we could create events and learn from each other's skill set, business concepts, um, and that's how it began, really. So that was in New Zealand, and then that 
was birthed and then I left after eight to ten months and moved to Hong Kong back into the corporate world. So the Viotribe was parked and I was made redundant on day two. You already know this, but the, the, the listeners don't. I was made redundant on day two of landing in Hong Kong and found myself back to kind of square one of soul searching and what is my passion, what is my purpose. And I decided to pick up the Vibe Tribe from the bookshelf, dust it off a bit, mm-hmm. and go back to the side hustle and go back to to this concept that I had birthed in New Zealand. Which has kind of now grown into which a fully fledged business. And- yeah. I, so it's, uh, it continues to nurture me, which is um, amazing and very grateful for. I work very hard. I do work very hard. People ask me, and it's just a lot of it's a lot of hard work, and it's still just me. I don't have any employees. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, the lesson is to do what you love, but truly know what is it that you love. So I'm so happy you said that because that is an excellent segue into why I wanted to call you back and have another conversation with you. Given the year that we've just had, so 2020 was, I think in hindsight, nobody, I don't have words for it right now and it's February of 2021. And I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what were my own takeaways from last year. And to your point, do we love kind of thing? And I think that kind of comes from self-love or knowing yourself first and foremost and self-love. One quote which I know that I threw at you um, yesterday, I was like, Christina, think about this. This is for meditation. Uh, Meditate on this. Where there is love, there is no question. I'll happily uh, happily admit that that was from a yogi tea bag and that I, I got have yogi tea. I love you. I love yogi tea. They're, they're, well, I, I, I mean, apart from the fact that they do taste good, I just love the fact that there is that little oh, quote, quote oh, and then you sip your tea and kind of takes you takes you to the quote, yeah, even beautiful. for a few seconds, or you might end up sitting and journaling about it while you're drinking the tea, but it just makes you think for a moment. Do you I keep do. them? I do. I, I do. I do. I, I have do. a big bag yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I did. And then I decided in 2021 to start, stop hoarding things. Like, I, because I keep everything. I keep everything. Those tea, and then I was like, you know, I need to. I'm not, so, I'm not a hoarder. But this particular quote resonated with me years ago, and it stuck with me, and I'm really happy to be able to talk to someone you know, about the subject of self-love. What does that really mean? And for you, Christine, like, what is, I'm very curious to know, especially at this point in your life, where it is midlife for you, where are you at versus where you, where your headspace and who you were, I think, um, you know, let's say 10, 10 years ago. Okay, so let's begin with what does self-love mean to me? Yeah. To me. I'm not a self-love expert, I just want to say that. Everything I'm going to say is completely related to my own experiences. Mm -hmm. Self-love means to me the awareness of knowing what it is that I truly need to be able to care for myself, body, mind, and spirit. And to act on that in some way. So that to me is what self-love is. 
Now, your second question was, 10 years ago, what was it? What, what was it like or what was my, my understanding of self-love then? Mm -hmm. So that took me, takes me to 35. Um, I have always been really curious about the question, who am I, what am I here for, what is my purpose? I've always been a curious person, a bit of a seeker, um, a dreamer for sure, and a, a, an enthusiast. But at 35 I did, self-love evolves and I think it will continue to evolve as we age. I hope it does. So there's no answer that I can give you that can uh, outline what the 35-year-old Christina knew of self-love. She definitely did her best to try and care for herself then. But um, probably we're, we're doing things that uh, would, were harming her or not helping her be at more peace back then than, than now. And that's, I'm not talking about anything traumatic or dramatic, but it could be things like working 14 hour days, thinking that that was a badge of honor, mm. um, you know, working out too much or not knowing what my boundaries were with people, being of too much service and available for everyone except myself. So it's not like self-harm, you know, to what some people will think self-harm is to the extreme. It's just the little details that I didn't realize back then that overdoing did, didn't necessarily mean achieving or getting further. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, those, those small things, they accumulate. For sure. They can and become they become habits. For sure. Those, you know. Not only habits, they become identified with who we think mm -hmm. we are and what we think we should be. And I have these conversations with myself still today, which is why in five years or even maybe next year, if you were to ask me what's self-love to you, mm -hmm. it could be a completely different answer. Again. Yeah. I think maybe to reframe that question slightly. How has, if it has, your relationship with yourself over, you know, given the year that we just had, mm. how has your relationship with yourself changed from 2020 to now? I've definitely enjoyed my company so much. Mm. You know, COVID life, now that we've all been in it for a year, has forced us to hibernate not just in our physical spaces but again I just speaking from my experience hibernate within ourselves like mm -hmm. I many of us didn't have a choice to socialize or go outside and, and connect so the connection for me happened within so I learned even more I really like my own company I do. I liked it before 2020, but that took years to also happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never really wanted to be alone in my 30s, really. Um, mm -hmm. And now I am. Um, what's happened in the past year is that I have enjoyed knowing myself on a deeper level and appreciating myself more and being okay with saying I'm a good person mm -hmm. and that I'm doing my best 
especially given the year that we've just had, mm -hmm. being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur in the wellness industry, mm -hmm. where initially classes were physical contact was such a foundation for many, many people that teach. Practitioners. Everyone, you know. So to be able to pivot and still be able to work, I, I, I did say, you know, good job. Like, I was giving myself more recognition rather than thinking that I was not good enough or what I was doing was legitimate or there are other people that are doing it better so then I was degrading what I was mm. doing. I think, sorry, mm. just a slight tangent. Mm. I had or I interviewed a really, really wonderful uh, woman. Her name is Katrine Rogers. She's incredibly accomplished. Something health related happened in her life. Mm. And she said that the biggest shift for her when that happened was she was like, I just stopped putting myself down. Mm. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, spend so much of your time, you know, giving yourself a hard time for not doing well enough, or you could be doing more, or why do you? And that's self, that's another way of self looking if you want to look at self love. Is yeah. I, I, I say to my clients and to my students, watch your words. What you we talk about, be nice and be kind to other people. Watch what you say. Be polite. Be this. Be that. Mm. What do you say to yourself first? So I've done a lot of self work with the conversations I have in my head. Yes. I do talk to myself all the time. You and we all do. Else. We all do. <laughs> we all do. So I observe those conversations and I list, try and listen to them. So if I notice something I've said, I'll take a moment and be like, hmm, that was an interesting thought. And then another voice will have a chat to that voice. And I'm looking at these two voices in my head having a discussion. And then I'll consciously try fade one out. And after going, well, which one is serving me? Which one's making me feel ang anxious mm -hmm. and unworthy or, you know, well, and which one's kind of my cheerleader? And I'll try fade out the one that isn't serving me and keep the cheerleader. And so that's a form of, of self-love as well. It's also a bit of, I mean, that ability, the ability to listen to those or identify those two voices in your head watch those objectively and then perhaps watch the watcher watching yeah. the two voices yeah that i believe is awareness yeah so that's the mindfulness kind of awareness and when i when you ask me what is self-love hmm. i started with saying it's the awareness of knowing what it is that you need you know because from my experience all those voices are me they're just different parts of me. Bringing it back to today, mm -hmm. you know, why do you think self-love in your view and your experience mm -hmm. is so important today? Mm. From my experience, I've learned that truly no one, even ourselves, won't understand ourselves at the capacity we want to be understood. So if we think of love as 
let's say, you know, the famous philosopher Alain de Botton talks a lot about self-love, what is love, and there are very many different angles about love, but when people say love, people think of relationships, right? So, love relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, the whole mix of love relationships. And when you think of romantic love relationships, those are those are what have taught me about the importance of self-love, of getting to understand more about this concept that if you want to be able to love someone else, knowing, first of all, how you want to be loved or how one loves is a great foundation for for topic of what love is that goes back again to self-love it's like it's how do you like to love what do you how do you love people how do you want to be loved so where do you where do you start with that for those of you know for those who struggle with this Mm -hmm. concept and putting it into action like where 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 and how can one start I'm just going to conclude because I didn't think I answered that question yeah. fully because you said, or you asked, is how, how does how did self-love support me in the past year? What was the importance of that awareness, yeah, yeah. right? So the importance of that awareness, that which is why I brought, let's say, romantic relationships into it, is that looking to other people or to external stimulation to feel that one belongs and is cared for and is love is very natural. We all do it, mm-hmm. right? We always look for validation. It's very normal. But what self-love taught me and this intimate relationship I had with myself the most last year, because I was still single mm-hmm. for most of last year, was getting to know myself and thinking I was pretty pretty cool nice person. <laughs> and being and that and that supported me in times of loneliness, which we all feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was able to self-soothe. I was able to create experiences for myself that brought me joy and not having to always, because I still do, because I'm human, look for someone, something, or the feed, or the message that validates my me being of worth. I mean, I'm talking as if this is an easy exercise to do. It's not. I am trying very hard to train myself and go, ask myself first, why is it important that you want him or her to recognize that you have achieved or have done this? And it's this thing of validation because even if you are very... Uh, educated and self-aware. You patting yourself on your own back and going, good job, Sheila, is still, it's not the same as someone randomly going up to you and going, hey, I saw or I heard or that thing you showed me, that was brilliant. And it's not so much of the ego. Well, it is a bit, but it's more like spiritually you blossom. You're like, wow, there's this recognition. There's a connection. There's There's a connection. And, I mean, that is love. That's mm-hmm. not self-love, but love is a connection between everyone. And that doesn't necessarily just, you know, it's not a, 
it's not a romantic love. Let's not look at love as a romantic love. Is the connection of all of us trying to recognize the essence of the effort of being human. Hmm. I love that. One more time. The, the essence of the effort of being human. Hmm. I might sell that to Yogi too. I think you should. I think you should. I will definitely, I would definitely sip on that. I would definitely sip on that. So where do you begin with that? Where, where do you begin? If I knew the answer to that, boy, I'd be like a guru. Uh, where do you begin? Today. Today, yeah. now. Today and now, whatever that, if it doesn't happen today, then you try tomorrow. And what is it that I would suggest if I, 20-year-old Christina was sitting here? Um, I would suggest cultivating awareness of who you are. And how would I advise her to do that? Journaling, mm -hmm. writing. That's probably, again, just speaking from my experience of life is that's what I would probably advise someone to do or share with someone. The art of journaling and, and uh, writing down your thoughts in a stream of thoughts or using prompts or just getting curious about yourself and wanting to go there because that path is quite murky and it's quite uh, gray and a bit dark sometimes. So to go there is, uh, is not easy work and it's definitely, because it's not easy, many of us don't want to go there, mm -hmm. don't want to even be bothered to ask, why is this question so important for me to know? So I would say when to start, try today. If not, you wake up and tomorrow and it's today again. So it's today, today and journal. And this goes for men and, and women. Um, the art of writing is definitely quite lost now because we type everything. So to pick up a pen and a piece of paper and to allow the brain to connect with the hand and to write in ink words and just write. And I just think <laughs> that allows you to just purge and subconscious to, to kind of recognize a few things. And maybe, maybe I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure there's some subtle subtle changes that happen once you write and then you put it down and you see it and then the mind goes, aha, wow, okay, we did think that because now you've put the energy into that piece of paper. It's like words. It's like when you vocalize something, those conversations we have in our head, mm -hmm. they have so much energy in it. So on that note, know yourself to love yourself, stay curious, mm -hmm. write, and start today. Is that yeah. a very, very yeah. accurate? Yeah. And get to know you. I think I will never truly get to know myself because I will always evolve and change. It's a lifelong, lifelong. Yeah. Thing. So I think I can know myself as best as I can 
today mm -hmm. and do the best that I can in this moment of time. I'm not so much living like now, you know, the power of now and now is this hour or this minute. I do break it into today because mm -hmm. I'm a planner, so I know everything I'm doing today. And like, today, I know that this is all the appointments I have, or these are the classes that I have to teach, or these are the students and clients that I have to see, and mm -hmm. I will do the best that I can in that, and hopefully sleep with, with uh, the voices saying, that was good. And if not, it was like, hmm, you weren't feeling that, are you okay? And have the conversation, be curious again, that mm -hmm. conversation of, are you okay? Why aren't you okay? What's what's happening? And then write. I, and one last thing I want to say yeah, is, you know, if we're not we're not alone in this navigation at all. Uh, though we, we all, I think I'll speak for myself, can sometimes feel so very alone, even if you are in a partnership or relationship. Mm -hmm. And... It's, it's important to be able to have community of people that you can be curious with and mm -hmm. ask questions and ask questions about yourself to people so that they can give you honest, loving feedback and answers so that you can continue to grow and um, learn. And it's, it's not an easy time for anyone, even, you know, last year was tough uh, for all of us, and this year is gonna be the same, because we're still navigating this new normal, <laughs> and it's uh, this way of living now. And, uh, so, yeah, and not just love yourself, love those around you too. You know, just, just hold everything with some softness because we're all doing our best. I completely agree. Completely agree. Christina, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, so Thank you. Hey guys, if you enjoyed that, go ahead and share the episode and definitely tune into the next show. I'd love to hear from you. So if you have anything to share, feel free to email me at itcametomindpodcast at gmail.com or DM me via Instagram at ictm underscore podcast. And words are great, but I love me a good VM. So send away and I look forward to having you join us on the next episode. <laughs>